Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Late Show. Everybody here, everybody out there, everyone watching from New Zealand, I'm your host, (laughs) Stephen Colbert. Now, uh, since our... Lovely people. The lovely people. I'll take them all home. Now, I don't know... I don't know if you guys were were watching last week. Since our last show uh, on Thursday, we've changed locations. On Thursday, we were in the Ed Sullivan Theater, and tonight, we're in medieval times! (laughs) Everyone gets half a chicken and a pitcher of Sprite, because on Friday morning, led by Samuel Alito, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, reversing almost 50 years of precedent. (laughs) So... Reproductive rights in America lasted for less time than the young and the restless. (laughs) Jack Abbott's evil twin is going to be so shocked when he comes out of his fifth coma. (laughs) Now, a draft opinion of this ruling was leaked back in May, and I read the actual ruling this weekend, and basically, all that has changed since early May is the font. (laughs) The Supreme Court went from Times New Roman to very old Times Roman. (laughs) So... The thing is... So, the thing is, we already did an entire monologue on this exact ruling a month and a half ago. It was a pretty good monologue. You should go check it out. This this is how you go check it out. (laughs) I'm really mad at those guys who did that monologue for all the jokes they thought of back then. Those jokes would really have been helpful for me to have tonight. (laughs) Damn you, slightly younger me. Now, everybody's talking about uh, overturning Roe v. Wade, but this decision also overturned something called Planned Parenthood v. Casey, which was the 1992 case that upheld Roe. And the heart of that case is this. People of good conscience can disagree on this profound moral and philosophical issue, but that court said, quote, our obligation is to define the liberty of all, not to mandate our own moral code. The underlying constitutional issue is whether the state can resolve these philosophic questions in such a definitive way that a woman lacks all choice in the matter. And what the court appears to be doing now is mandating its own moral code. Of course, they might argue, no, we didn't. We specifically ended our opinion by saying we return the issue of abortion over to the people's elected representatives. Have you met the people's elected representatives? I have. Louis Gohmert is one of them. I'm not sure if he knows where babies come from. <laughs> but even the fact... Even the... You gonna feel that? You get him right now? And then you see, sit there. But even the fact that we got a leaked copy almost eight weeks ago did not emotionally prepare the country for last Friday's seismic shift in the political landscape. Because with this ruling, for the first time in history, the Supreme Court has eliminated an established constitutional right involving the autonomy to decide what happens to your body. And having more personal rights 
is kind of America's whole thing. We invented it. Americans having rights taken away is like KFC changing their slogan from we do chicken right to there is no constitutional right to chicken. <laughs> it's finger licking gone. In the decision, <laughs> this land is your land. <laughs> in the decision, Alito noted that abortion is not deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition and therefore is not protected as a right. Hey, Sam. Maybe not everything we do in America has to be inspired by the stuff they did 200 years ago. That's why the CDC hasn't released guidelines on how to treat monkeypox with leechcraft. <laughs> well, turns out taking away rights from half the people in the country wasn't popular with the people in the country. This weekend, protests erupted everywhere from Washington, D.C. to New York, San Francisco, Denver, Boston, Philadelphia, even Salt Lake City. Look at that crowd in Salt Lake City. Do you know? Do you have any idea how hard it is to be too conservative for Utah? <laughs> they think jazz is basketball. <laughs> That's true. It's based on a true story. In fact, in recent polls, more than 8 in 10 Americans believe abortion should be legal to some degree. But we know majorities don't matter. That's how you get this Supreme Court. <laughs> this ruling had immediate... What's going on here? This ruling had immediate consequences. As soon as it happened, multiple states either partly or fully banned abortion by enacting what are called trigger laws, trigger because they go into effect immediately, not that they control guns. You can't take away a constitutional right. <laughs> these laws... These laws... Triggers. These laws around the country vary greatly, but multiple states are trying to stem the flow of abortion-inducing pills by making their shipment through the mail illegal. So that's pretty smart, because if they ban the pills... The only way around that would be if someone in America were willing to sell drugs illegally. <laughs> Which, my lawyers say, I have no knowledge of. <laughs> so, if something's illegal, it stands to reason there's got to be a punishment, right? Let's ask this politician, who I am sure never paid for anyone's abortion. The answer is that there has to be some form of punishment. For the woman? Yeah, there has to be some form. Please. Please, four years of you was punishment enough. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> so, what will the punishments be? Republicans don't want to answer that question. A leaked memo from the National Republican Senatorial Committee said, our position should be based on compassion and reason. Republicans do not want to throw doctors and women in jail. Mothers should be held harmless under the law. I don't understand. Held harmless, but still illegal? I can understand why you wouldn't want women taken away in cuffs, because that would be super unpopular. So what's it going to be? A fine? 150 bucks plus two points on your sex license? Because there's going to have to be a sex license. <laughs> Can you imagine the lines at the sex DMV? <laughs> oh, 
This picture is terrible. My penis is blinking. <laughs> but we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to have sex licenses. How else can you keep track of who could possibly be pregnant? They're gonna have to install those red light cameras in your bedroom. Or if it's your birthday, on the kitchen counter. <laughs> It'll be like mandatory OnlyFans. But wait. But wait. There's more bad. Because experts say birth control restrictions could follow abortion bans and expect states to challenge emergency contraception, IUDs, and Plan B, which means folks not wanting to get pregnant will have to rely on Plan C. Picturing Samuel Alito naked... <laughs> 100% effective. Abortion. I bet I look like that. Did they use my body? Did they use my body in that photo? <laughs> Abortion bans could also punish those who participate in in vitro fertilization, explains TV's hottest new crime procedural. Law and order IVF. In the criminal justice system, women are prosecuted for two separate yet equally stupid reasons. Not wanting to have children and wanting to have children. The whole thing is... Dumb, dumb. <laughs> of course... Of course, throwing this down to the states is already creating so much chaos and confusion that many women in America don't know what the court allows them to do anymore. And for those women, here's a word from our newest sponsor. Please give me the answer. What's it gonna say? I can't take this any longer. When you're wondering how the recent Supreme Court ruling will affect you, it's time to reach for the Clear Rights Home Test. The only at-home kit designed to alert you whether you get to make your own decisions. Okay, but it's my body. Is it? Take the test and find out. Just go into a bathroom, do whatever girls do in there, then wait five minutes and ask your husband to read the results. Oh, I don't have a husband. Yeah, there's a shocker. Our digital display will give you fast results like positive for rights, positively no rights, reply hazy, try again, and ask the Federalist Society. Wait, why are my rights in my pee? I don't know, why are babies in pee? It's, it says I have rights. Oh wait, offer not valid in Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana. And our Supreme version comes with a little picture of Justice Samuel Alito on the stick. Oh, no, you can't reuse that. Oh, I know. I just want to pee on him again. Clear Rights Home Test. From the makers of Is Your Gay Marriage Legal? Coming sooner than you think. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Wanda Sykes. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. My first guest this evening is an Emmy Award-winning comedian you know from her stand-up specials, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Blackish. Her new Netflix sitcom, The Upshaws, returns this week for its second season. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Wanda Sykes! 
you. Good to see you. It has been a year since you've uh, you've been on the show. Uh huh. Where where you been, Wanda? Oh. You've been doing Seth, haven't you? I've, you've been over I've, at Seth. I've well. No, no I, I've been all over the place. You know, we, we shot the second season of Upshaws and, uh, and everything. And uh, just been, you know, busy, going out touring a little bit. Mm -hmm. how, are you, yeah. how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm a black gay woman and I have a daughter, so I'm not doing so well right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm a little salty. You're a little salty? I'm a little salty right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we'll sprinkle a little yeah. salt. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put some flavor it on here. It just sucks, man. It, it, it really does. I mean, you know, it's like the, the country, it's no longer a democracy, right? I mean, we're, it's, no, it's no longer majority rule. No, certainly no, not right? in the Senate, certainly yeah. not in the representation it's, of the it's, Supreme it's Court. Not, yeah. It's not, it's no longer majority rule. And, and I mean, it's like the, these judges that just, I, they, they basically lied when they were, you know, being during their confirmation hearings, right? right. Yeah. Especially Kavanaugh. Yeah. So how you how can you be a Supreme Court justice and you just and you just lying? You know what? They had their fingers crossed or something or what? I mean, mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's just it's just a bunch of horse. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Well. Last stand up. Go ahead. Well, no, please, ma'am. No, um, it, it, well, to me, it's like the problem is that middle stuff. It's, it's those states in the middle, that 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 red stuff. Mm -hmm. Why do they get to tell us what to do when the majority of us live out, you know, New York, California, and we're paying for all this crap, really? I mean, right? Yeah. We, we're yes. footing the bill. Well, that's that's the union. It, it's yeah. supposed to be representative democracy, but it turns out to be minority rule right now. Right, right. But if we fit in the bill, you know, and 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 like California, if it were a country, it'd be what the like the fifth largest, yeah. fourth, fifth largest economy. So, if you know, if I'm fitting the bill, know your position. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you know, for real. Like, look, if I say, hey, let's go out to dinner, you don't get to pick the restaurant. Just shut up and eat. <laughs> Your last, your last special was called Not Normal. Right. Which is how you were describing sort of the upsetting nature <laughs> of, of the country. What, what, <sighs> how, how do things, how, how is the normal now? Well I, well, I was way off the mark, huh? I thought that was not normal. You jumped that the stuff gun. That is crazy. I jumped the gun. Yeah. I, ju I, I guess, uh, if, I think things would be normal, like, if uh, people, especially elected officials who tried to overthrow an election if they went to jail, that would feel normal, I think. That would... Yeah. That... We have to take a quick break. When we come back, I will ask Wanda about her earliest memories of doing comedy. Stick around. Tour, which yes. must feel good. It does. After being off tour for so long, mm -hmm. um, because these are the greatest people in the world. Yes, they know. are. And you may not be able to pinpoint the moment, but why did you want to get into comedy? Is do you, do you have like a seminal moment for you? 
You know, I just remember growing up and watching all those great, you know, variety shows we had, you know, growing up, you know, Smothers Brothers and uh, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan, yes, yes, yeah. you know, Flip Wilson, all that. And um, and just just sitting with the family and laughing and listening to my grandmother laugh, my mother laugh. And I, I just, that always just stayed with me. And then, you know, as I, after college and everything, um, I just hated every job that I had. And uh, <laughs> just was like, this is not what I'm going to be doing the next 40 years. Come on. Um, so I just end up being a raging alcoholic if I stay here this long. You can uh, do both. I can do both. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah, A lot yeah. of people do. So, yeah, so I just remembered, like, how much I love comedy and how much I love making people laugh. And do you have I, early memories of making people laugh? Uh, yeah. I, I, I knew I had something when, um, I think I maybe was in, like, the sixth, seventh grade, and we were having a block party, and the neighbor across the street, um, older gentleman, you know, war vet, um, he, you know, he had thrown him back a little bit too much, mm -hmm. and uh, he's retired. Come on, the man fought in the war. Um, so, and he fell, and he, he bumped his, cracked his head open, basically, and, and all the other adults were kind of, you know, a little sloshed, too, so it was one woman who was sober, and, uh, and they, they was, like, wanted to go with her to, to take him onto the military base, because, you know, my dad's military, so it was like, go and show her how to get there and all that stuff, because, you know, we didn't have the ways back then. So, um, so we get to the, to the Army hospital, and, uh, you know, getting them checked in, and the, and the doctors asked, they said, look, uh, you know, we have his records, but is there anything else we should, we should know about him? And I was like, well, I wouldn't put him near an open flame right now. <laughs> and the doctors fell out laughing, and I was like... <laughs> Something. Speaking of the Ed Sullivan Theater, I just found out that, that one of your um, early comedic heroes uh, actually performed here, and I've always loved her stuff, and that's Mom's Maybe. Yes. Yes. And... For the, for the people who don't know, tell them who Moms Mabley was. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my hero, uh, basically. No, comedian, I mean, she, she was, like, first started back in the, what they called the Chitlin Circuit, and, uh, and she, just, she was just really ahead of her times. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the jokes that she would do, she was, like, one of the first comics who actually would, would talk to the audience, you know, mm -hmm. instead of uh, uh, just, like, doing, like, jokes, she would, she would say, let me tell you something, kids, or, you know... Mm -hmm. um, and and she and she was like it was like self-deprecating somewhat, but it was it was just also like political. Um, you know, uh, she would uh, talk about social issues. Just just so just really really funny. Just well, you got met, to play her in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and I'm curious, what's that like to play one of your comedic heroes? Surreal, surreal, yeah. And not only did I get to play her, I got to play her on, a, on an amazing show like Ms. Maisel, and we shot it at the Apollo Theater. So I am standing wow. on the Apollo, and that was mom's home, like, you know, dad and, and in DC. But yeah. Well, your, your new Netflix, or not new, but your new season mm -hmm. of your Netflix show, The Upshaws, returns for season two on Wednesday. You co created the show, uh, you star in it, you're an executive producer. 
Um, what can we expect from season two? More hilarity. It's, uh... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you should it's just really name the funny. show that. I know, it's, it's really funny. I love this show, I love this cast, I love the writers. Um, you know, it's, it's the Upshaws, they're, they're messy. It's the working class um, African-American family in, uh, in the Midwest, and, uh, you know, starts with Mike Epps, Kim, Kim Fields, and, um, yes, yeah, so it's just more, more, more drama, more, more comedy, just... We have, mess. A, we have a clip right here. Does this need to be set up, or is it generally understood? I think you'll... Let's get it. Let's see. I think Jim, you'll figure it out. Let's see. Baby, we ought to see If I put sugar on corn chips, that's Frosted Flakes, right? Just add a banana. Now go. I'm trying to get this place straightened out before Althea gets here. People suck. <laughs> I grabbed the last pack of markers, and this Karen came at me with a pair of safety scissors. I don't want to get into it, but you'll see it on the news. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, wait a minute. Where, where's the cucumber? Like I said, you'll see it on the news. There you go. Wanda, lovely to see you. Thank, Thank you for being here. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pod Show, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.